This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people doing awesome things, and I'm happy to have Kyla. Someone I've been dying to talk to for now. But she's always busy, man. I am. Like, I'm always quite, busy. Quite busy, yeah. So, Kyla, give us a bit of background about yourself. Um, I mean, there's so little to say, but so much to say at the same time. Um, I'm a makeup artist. I'm a model. And I just do a bunch of other stuff here there. I'm just a big creative person, so I like to just... Do whatever I can do to create cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, though. With makeup, uh, I'm, well, I'm going to break each one now. So let's start with makeup. Mm-hmm. How did that start for you? How did, did it, it start? Yeah. Um, well, when I was very young, I like really wanted to be a makeup artist. And then I kind of put that on the back burner I ended up wanting to be a event planner for a while and that's what I like really wanted to do but then uh I was just working a crappy kitchen job just slaving my life away and I got to a point that I was like I need to do something like I dropped out of high school I don't even have my grade 10 I only have two credits so I was like I need to do something so I just applied to a school in Vancouver and saw what was going to happen and I was 19 so I was able to apply as an adult student so you don't actually need your high school or your GED once you're over 19 at least for this school specifically so I uh, lucked out and got a college education with no high school (laughs) (laughs) so that was great (laughs) and why did you decide to go to this school in Vancouver is it like a special makeup place um Well, when I decided to become a makeup artist, I was like, I'm not going to go like no offense to Hair Design Center. Like they put out great artists and stuff. But I was like, I want to do crazy stuff. Like I want to do prosthetics. I want to do a little bit more of that kind of thing. And I decided I just wanted to go to the best makeup school in Canada. So I Googled number one best makeup school in Canada. And I went to the one that popped up first. (laughs) (laughs) What's the school called? Uh, Blanche McDonald Center. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I I really loved it there. I had some really incredible teachers and a really supportive, like, class. I really lucked out. We had a really great, like, group of girls and one guy. (laughs) Yeah, so it was really cool. Okay. Um, How long were you there for? Uh, The course was a year, and I was there for about a year and a half, just with the move and everything. How did you find Vancouver? I love Vancouver. Why? Yeah. Um, The ocean, I mean, that's why I love it here, too. Uh, there's a little bit more to do there beach-wise, just it's easier to get to the beaches because you can kind of transit to them. Here you can only really transit to Chocolate Lake, which <laughs> is fine, but... Um, Wait, Chocolate Lake is... This one, um... Where's Chocolate Lake again? It's, it's, it's past of, the Rotary. Yeah, by Herring Cove. Yeah, Is there it's, anything... It's just like a it's a tiny little lake i'm pretty sure like there's some cars in the bottom of it i'm pretty sure they actually have to put chemicals in it i'm not sure how true this is this is just a rumor that i heard that they actually like put chemicals in chocolate lake so that people can swim there because there's so much like stuff in the bottom (laughs) throw crap in there oh no why would anyone put your car at the bottom of the lake 
I don't know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Vancouver was great. Uh, did you do any work there Well, while you're out there? Uh, I didn't work there. I actually went back to Vancouver um, after uh, I was working here. I was working in the film industry. I came back, and then they uh, took away our film tax credit. <sighs> Before the before the tax credit, so you finished in Vancouver. You came back. Finished, here. Did you back. Get, get straight into work? So yeah, I dove right in. My first, uh, the first thing I ever worked on, like on my own, kind of in film, was I had a pickup day on Noon Gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then through that, I got a few daily days on Lizzie Borden, and got my first assistant job on a feature film. And since then. I've just been going from there. Thank you, Lindsay Thorne, who is the one who made the calls, who got me those first few jobs, because she's, like, super amazing and talented, and I wouldn't have my career without her, so. Okay, <clears throat> here's the thing, though. You have to be in the union to work, right? Or So, there's... it. You do have to be in the union to work on a union production. Oh, well, well, um, on the union, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, they... Union makeup artists, um, if there's, we only have a small amount. So if there's not enough people on the members list, you're able to hire outside. And that's what I think happened on oh, Lizzie okay. was Lizzie was a union production, but I was able to come in as a daily because there was no other union members available. Mm. So what does a daily mean? A daily means that you just come in for the day, like they just need an extra set of hands. You're usually on big background days. You're usually just doing like a lot of tattoo cover on background extras. Um, Lizzie Borden was a lot of facial hair and uh, putting, because it was a period piece. So just making people look like they uh, are from the period that... Got it, got it, got it. It's supposed Um, to be. And then how long between when you came back from Vancouver and doing those things did you get on a Yahtzee. You're a member of a Yahtzee now, right? Yes. So a Yahtzee is the... What, is, what does this even mean? International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees uh, okay. is what a Yahtzee stands for. And um, I know there are two, right? Like, with different numbers or something. Yeah, so I'm a Yahtzee 849, um, which is... That's the film technicians union, and then there's the camera union, and I forget what their number is. Oh, okay, okay. But so there, there's IATSE, and that's just for camera, and then there's the film technicians. So that would be like sound, grips, electrics, transport, craft, um, hair, makeup. I'm definitely forgetting some, but there's a, it's a big list. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people. Um, and being part of the union, what are some of the advantages? And are there any disadvantages of being in the union? I haven't experienced any disadvantages. Um, I See? I'm really we're really lucky. I think in Nova Scotia because we have such a small industry that uh, my department is amazing. I love every makeup artist in the department and I'm happy to work with any of them. Mm. So that's really great. I don't know if in bigger cities that I'm sure is different when numbers <laughs> get bigger. Um, the advantages of being in the union though, is basically you have someone to have your back if mm. production isn't treating you properly. So there's like, you have your base rate of pay, so you're never going to be paid less than, what that is there who provide us with like overtime, make sure like if we have meal penalties, like if we don't get fed when we're supposed to, um, 
you get paid for it, stuff mm-hmm. like that. If anything happens like on set, um, it's someone like it's just something there to kind of to be able to talk to and like report something to if there's an issue or anything. Mm-hmm. And the other benefits of it are that it just uh, it makes you able to get work. (laughs) So you're just on a list that people can look at and your resume is there and everything. So it's how you get your jobs. And I also have like medical benefits and all of that, which is really, really cool as like an independent artist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that heavy setback that you were carrying earlier does a number to my shoulders. Yeah. I definitely use those massages. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it looks like, but it's not like, Oh no. Yeah. What what are some of the things you must have in your bag? Uh, Some things I must have in my bag Mm. on set, like Mm. for a film set. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always have like a little emergency kit that would have like, it would be like a mini first aid kit that has like band-aids, alcohol, uh, styptic pencil, like anything, liquid band-aid also, what else is in there? Bug spray, sunblock, like anything that if you're out on location you might need. Mm -hmm. And then I also will always have an alcohol palette which is a kind of pigment-based palette that you mix with 99% alcohol and then it becomes waterproof. So Mm. it will become a liquid and then it dries when the alcohol evaporates and then you're able to just like, it's like sweat proof and everything. So those are super handy to have. I use those for tattoo cover all the time. They're really great if someone has like a little scrape or something Mm. to paint over. What are other things? I mean, there's so much, honestly, that I carry. Kleenex, sponges. I'm basically gum. I'm basically just the person on set that is like, someone's like, do you have this? I probably will have something <laughs> like that in my bag. Okay. So whether it be cast or just a friend. Or like I, are you always on set? Like right on set? Yeah, generally I am uh, on set. If there's a cast on set, cast member on set, a makeup artist is going to be there. Mm. Um so, but generally I would have on like a union production, a lot of times we have pre-calls. So we actually come in before everyone else with the actors, get them ready. So at call, everyone can start working mm. and get their jobs done. Um, but that doesn't always happen on low budget things. Uh, you don't always get pre-calls and stuff and you have to kind of figure that out. But right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you came up from Vancouver. Lindsay Thorn got Oh yeah. Yeah. We kinda went off. Yeah, got got your discalled. And then how long did it take you to join the union from when you came back? I think I think it took me a year and a half to two years. I I was really, really lucky and I somehow got an you need seven hundred and twenty hours. So you worked a ton. So I worked a lot and um yeah, I just really lucked out. I had a lot of good people around me who were supportive, and I worked my ass off. <laughs> uh, is also an important part of it. Twenty hours, holy smokes! Yeah, smart. and they actually—I think they just changed that. I don't remember what the number is, but Higher I think lower. lower. I think oh, they okay. made it lower. Yeah, because holy smokes! I mean, especially. But then, um, before actually, let's go back. So you had to leave when. The oh yeah, so oh yes, happened. the film tax credit. So yeah, I was here, I was working, the film tax credit got taken away, the industry died, and I was like, well, I literally am in my like first year or two years of work. What 
going to do now. Mm. Like, I want to keep working in film. So I decided to go back to Vancouver. Uh, I had one day on set. I had a daily day on Van Helsing in the prosthetics department. And the, that the was the series. Yeah, the series that um, was on Netflix, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had one daily day there. But the issue with being in Vancouver and like moving there is you don't qualify for their tax credit because you didn't pay taxes in BC. So it's like harder to get hired because people don't want to hire you if you're not. Oh. Gonna get the, they're not going to get the tax credit from you. But Vancouver's so busy that it doesn't super matter. Like, they do eventually need people. Yeah, but yeah. then um, I had the opportunity. I got a call from a dear friend of mine, and he was like, hey, like, this show's coming here, and they need makeup. Uh, can I give this woman your email or whatever? And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, it was for The Mist, and... She, Tracy Loader, she sent me a little email and we talked back and forth and I got to work on The Mist, so I just came back because I was like, I'll come back home if I have work. So I came back and, uh, yeah, my family's here and stuff, so, and I love it here. So. Did you grow up here? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I grew up, like, deep north end, Halifax. Where, you know what, where does uh, north end start, start and stop? It changes depending who you talk to. So, like, some people would consider this the North End. Exactly. Uh, I don't. <laughs> like, right? I don't consider, like, this part of Gottingen Street really the North End. I would consider this more central, but that's just, like, one of those things. I say it starts, like, I think the Hydrostone and, like, Young Street and down Almond Street and the, like, Bloomfield all of that area I That's consider cool. North End for yeah. sure. And when I say deep north, I mean like up by the NSCC Leeds campus and stuff. And I grew up like right around the Hydrostone too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So how was it working on the mist? The mist was a lot of fun. How long how many days were you on that? I don't remember. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was on a lot of days. I was still I was only a daily, but I was in at least three days a week for a lot of it because it was a huge cast. Mm. Um, but yeah, I worked a lot of days on that one. And working on The Mist is actually when I got into the union. That's oh, what, like, you had a my... ton of hours there. Yeah, well, I like I started the process as I was then, working on it, oh, and I collected yeah. my like last, like, <laughs> last. however many I yeah, needed. Yeah, okay, but okay. there were some long shoot days on that show for sure. Big lots cast, of overtime. lots of background. Yeah, lots of overtime. Yeah. Um, were there any problems on the shoot or like or uh not for the that mist? I, oh, okay. Not that I like really know of specifically or that I can remember mm. from our end. It was just long and hard. Lots of people. Um yeah, lots of people to be processed, lots of background lots of making people dirty and <laughs> look like they've been trapped in a mall for days and yeah yeah what what are some of the things you do for the people that were in the mall uh it, that was mostly it like it it it's funny the amount of real makeup that i do is very little in comparison to the amount i like dirty people up and make them look like crap um <laughs> Yeah, people love to write movies where people get trapped places and uh, don't have access to showers. <laughs> so, like, 
It was basically just like the hair department would just like put some coconut oil and oil in people's hair and just make them like you just basically had to keep as time goes on you just have to make them look more and more like crap (laughs) but like good crap yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like you want to cover that pimple but we're gonna put some dirt and grease on you too (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay um was is was miss the longest production biggest production you've been on uh no um i worked on the lighthouse i was also just a daily on that um wait did you go all the way to yeah i was actually only there for parts of the oh no that's a lie i I worked a little bit when we were in town too but um i i went down to yarmouth my mom lives in yarmouth so i went down did you stay at home or use uh i stayed at home i could have i could have had a hotel room and i decided to stay with my mom um And it was really great. Uh, so that was super fun. So I basically just got to visit with my mom for three weeks and then got to work sometimes. I would get a, that shoot was crazy. So I would just get daily calls like at like midnight the night before and just be up for five and have to go in. Um, so that was, that was a crazy shoot too. But like I said, I was just a daily. So I didn't really experience the same as like some of the other crew members who definitely had like a wild time on that show. Mm. Um and it was also a period piece, right? Yes. Yeah. What are the things you had to walk on an asset? Uh that I can't talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's okay. But more like isn't it coming out at Isn't it going to Cannes? It's, yeah, shit? it's going to be in Cannes. Yeah. Okay, so fuck, man. When is it going to come out? Because everybody that walking on that thing can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that one I can't talk about. The mist I can talk about because we've all seen it. Because it's done yeah, and it's blah, blah, blah. on Netflix. So it's good. Yeah, but. but I've not seen a show. There's some people that don't like it. I don't know for some reason why. I've not seen it yet. The mist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite show. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, yeah, I watched it. I watched oh, okay. parts of it. Um... I don't know. It's cool. It was like one of the, it was at the time, like one of the biggest things I had worked on. So mm. it was kind of exciting to watch it, but it, yeah, it wasn't my favorite show. Did you, it's not really how, my. How does it feel when you kind of watch a screen and you see, I made that person look like that? Uh, It's a weird feeling. <laughs> I, um, I did make up for the, like a, billboard ad once and i saw like my makeup on a billboard and that was wild Mm. and uh so that was like kind of my first experience of being like holy crap like that's my work like on a big billboard that's exciting Mm. and then as film stuff started coming out it's it's been really neat to kind of see but it's it's one of those weird things where like i'm so critical of myself and by the time something like you work on a show it gets it goes to post like it doesn't come out for like a year or two yeah. afterwards so you look at it and you're like oh crap like <laughs> i would have done this differently i would have done this differently like i know how to do this better now like so it's it's really weird because i'll watch it and i'll be like oh that's cool yeah but then i'm also just like going over in my head more and more like you could have done that better yeah but that's just my annoying brain just like <laughs> putting myself down um but that's just something that i do that's like how i keep my oh, drive okay. for just always learning right and i 
I find with any art, you have to continue like learning. There's no stopping. Mm. Like once you get to the top, there's nowhere to go but down. <laughs> My friend said that the other day, and it was like so true. It like really <laughs> resonated with me. Because, like, that's just how you have to look at it with most creative endeavors is, like, there's always a way to, like, improve Mm. what you're doing. And there's always new techniques and new products coming out. Like, for me specifically, there's always new products. There's so many new products constantly that it's, like, a real learning curve because some new things come out and you really have to figure that out. But then... It's so funny because with film, there's some like very old school techniques that you'll just like hold on to forever. So it's like really being able to pick and choose which one, okay, which ones you're like into. So, so do you have friends that you practice on? I mean, not so much anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure most of them are like, hey, practice on me. Because yeah, I I try and keep work life separate from like my personal lives and Mm. stuff i mean that being said my roommate's also a model so if she gets called to do a photo shoot i'll generally do her makeup because then i'll have a photo for my portfolio we just moved in together and we were joking that like my entire portfolio is just gonna end up being her now (laughs) because like i'm just gonna be doing her makeup all the time but um yeah so I forget what I was saying. No, I was asking about friends. Oh, "Oh, friends, right. Yes, friends. Um, Yeah, so I don't, like, I'm always happy to help out and stuff, but I don't really, like, I don't mind if my friend asks me, but it's also my job, so I don't really like to just, like, hand it out for free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I am totally the girl at the bar who has a bag full of makeup, (laughs) and will be like, you need more highlight! And, like put more highlight on people or share my lipstick or whatever which is gross but (laughs) it's fine what if um okay no i'm not gonna ask that then the modeling how did that start oh modeling yeah uh so i had my first photo shoot when i was 17 and i wasn't trying to be a model it was just me and my friend Stu metz who is a local Halifax character. Um, (laughs) He had just started doing photography. Yeah. This was, like, way back. He's a super good photographer now, does a lot and works a ton. Mm. Um, But, yeah, we just met up, and I I used to hula hoop. (laughs) Like, I used to be one of those girls at the Commons that would, like, hula hoop in the sun in the summer. (laughs) back in my hippie phase and uh, yeah, okay. you're not a hippie anymore i'm not a hippie anymore <laughs> no. <laughs> but i definitely had a little hippie phase there and um yeah so i got him to do kind of like a hula hoop photo shoot for me mm. and uh i had a lot of fun with it and then it just kind of went on from there he was like do you want to do that again like that was kind of fun and i was like yeah that was super fun and then we just kind of kept going and uh i just i guess started really liking it and other people started asking me to shoot so yeah that was neat and then i've never been signed with an agency or anything i've never wanted to specifically be a model like as a career uh i don't super like the industry i don't the modeling industry Mm. uh there it's just it can be a dark place it can be 
it's so shallow and I wanted to be like if you're with an agent like you have to ask if or not ask but you have to be like can I get this tattoo or like I'm getting this tattoo and your agent will be like no don't get the tattoo and like uh, if I want to change my hair color stuff like that so it's like you're basically like you're selling your body um so I didn't want that and I didn't want someone telling me I was too fat when I'm a size six or whatever because I was a size six like when I was younger I'm a little bit smaller now but like that's still ridiculous to me right like I don't think that's like a healthy way to be so I just never wanted to be a part of that mm. but I do enjoy creating like images and things like that so but then isn't so that's kind of the photos photos thing uh how do you start walking on runways how is it working on runways yeah uh I love runway it's a it's super fun it's a thrill um it's a lot of hurry up and wait, <laughs> just like the <laughs> film industry. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like to be able to just walk and feel really powerful and feel really badass. And we have some really incredible designers here in Nova Scotia. It's wild. And it's uh, Atlantic Fashion Week. It's actually all the Atlantic provinces. So we have people come from other places as well. So you get to kind of see some other like really cool indie designers, up-and-coming people, uh, stuff that you wouldn't typically see, and it's uh, it's really great. But, like, yeah, runway is basically you just all get called to a room where you all sit together and get your hair and makeup done and then just snack and, like, <laughs> take selfies <laughs> in the back until it's showtime. Uh, so, hey, here's the thing, though. <laughs> the show starts, say, 6, 7, mm. whatever. What time do you get into the venue to set up to do your makeup and stuff <laughs> um it like it depends on every show but they usually bring you in like very early so atlantic fashion week i'm pretty sure the show starts at uh, i didn't i don't remember what time it started at i think it starts at like eight but they usually bring us in at like noon or one. Like there's, what? but like for Atlantic <laughs> Fashion Week, it's literally like hundreds of models that have to get hair and makeup done, and mm. like each designer has a different look, and some of them are pretty intricate a lot of the time. So like you need a lot of time. Okay. So that's why it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Is because you have to get there. Usually, what I do is I go. I I'll go early, like, I'll go at call, get my hair and makeup done, and then go and, like, get some food or something, like, while I'm waiting for the actual show to start, mm. and then come back in, get a touch-up right before I go on stage, and oh, then... Okay. <clears throat> With the Atlantic Fashion Week, do you just work for one designer, or... Oh, okay. No, yeah. Uh, so, last season, I walked for seven designers. What? Um, the season before that, I think I walked for eight. And But it's... So, it's how fashion, many days is it, though? Yeah, it's fashion week. So, it's usually about four days, okay. four or five days. And then and you then... have a certain amount of designers each night. Yeah. There's usually an intermission. Um, but it can be very, very hectic. So, mm. like... There was one show specifically this year where my designers were walking one right after the other. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes you have to, like, skip the final walk. So at a runway show, there will be, like, you each go out one by one. And then at the end, the designer walks out with you and you all do it. So sometimes you have to skip that final walk because you're already changing for the next show. Mm. 
And depending where you are in line, <laughs> like the designer always has their outfits in a specific order to come out on the runway. Mm. So if you're closing one show, if you're the last model yeah, for no one choice. show, and then you're like the second model for the next one, you have to really boogie to oh, like get yeah. into your next outfit. And some of these outfits like aren't easy. <laughs> like some of them are What's pretty What's the most uncomfortable one you had to wear? Most uncomfortable. I don't think I've ever had to wear anything uncomfortable. The thing that I had to wear very recently, actually, in the tooth and nail, um, I walked for um, a designer for the tooth and nail fashion show for NASCAD, and it was this really beautiful, like, copper wire dress. Oh, shit. But it was hard to yeah, wear because it's, it's very delicate. Um, my foot totally went through it on the runway. Like, it got hooked on my shoe. Oh, and, like... You didn't, did you, notice. you didn't notice. You didn't notice. Here's this I... one. Um, there's, uh, um, there's a. Sometimes, right, when the model is on the wrong end of fall, mm -hmm. if they get hurt, who's to not blame? Like, who's responsible for that? Like, is it a model? Is it the the company making the thing? It would depend. It would completely depend on the show and what caused the model to fall. Um. So, like, if you're walking for a designer who designed shoes and you fall because your shoes don't fit properly, then that would be the designer's fault. But it could be a venue fault thing if, like, a huge thing that happens actually all the time uh, for most fashion shows is you want to have, like, a nice floor to walk on. But that usually means it's really slippery when you're wearing, like, stiletto heels. Oh. So we have to, like, buff the bottom of our shoes so that our shoes don't slip around. Wow. And stuff like that. So... Just little tips. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think Tricks of, well, of the tray. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that because, uh, okay, okay, okay. So if, yeah, well, because there was a, a thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. This model fell down and died. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't hear about that. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, maybe, you know, there was something else, but it was... I mean, it's like, it's one of those things that's like, it's like any job, yeah. basically, right? So, like, I'm sure the venue or, like, the person putting it on has insurance, so therefore they'll be taken care of or whatever, mm. things like that, so... But yeah, if, if a model falls, it would be the same as just anyone falling. You don't know what's, what's like, what would have caused that. Um, and it's, I don't think it's fair to put blame on anyone when an accident like that happens. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to hurt someone, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my, like, hope. that's my that's optimism <laughs> coming out, but, uh, that's what you hope. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's like generally, unless it's like some rival model who like <laughs> wants to. <laughs> Which like is totally a thing. There's totally it's a so very competitive is it, industry. Oh, I was uh, actually is it like a hierarchy in the uh, Yeah, how? not not so much here, but like I have a friend who uh models in China and she's beautiful, she's so amazing, but like when you when you model internationally, you generally will live in like a model house. What what so that would just be like a house or an apartment, like a complex that has like just different bachelor different. apartments and it's all models gotcha. that are like with the same agency. Yeah. And that can get like really bad really fast just with like people being catty and like people getting like you end up going up for the same jobs. One girl gets it. The other one oh, doesn't. Yeah. There's like all this competition. So it can yeah. be like a really negative 
environment as well. Like that's what I meant earlier when I said that I I don't I never wanted to be with an agency. Like I never wanted to do that professionally because it's it's it takes a lot out of you mentally. You have to be such a strong person to be able to do that job. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Things I didn't think of. Um. And how do how do oh sorry <laughs> you good yeah I'm good. okay how do you handle well not you but just in general the the nudity aspect of it because i mean you're changing out of outfits like five six seven times you're not always yeah you don't nudity you become so desensitized to nudity like i'm so desensitized to nudity it's like uh yeah you literally are like like i've had to run across the floor like run across backstage like mm. completely naked from like literally throw off one thing throw it at the designer run across the room throw something else on like there's no you just deal with it and then which i mean so which you prefer the walking or the photos photography part of it they're different mm. um i i like different things about both of them Mm -hmm. i uh uh i like runway because it's more of like a live performance whereas like there's an audience and a crowd and that's like a different type of adrenaline rush than like a photo shoot and it depends on the photo shoot too um some are really fun and then some are boring (laughs) (laughs) what makes a photo shoot boring for you uh it like it depends on the job so if you're doing like something that's like more catalog or something for like you're just trying to sell clothes for a lookbook you're generally not going to be able to do something cool and like crazy and editorial you they just want you to show off the clothes mm. whereas like if you're doing like a crazy shoot like a makeup shoot or something it would be like very tight on your face so that could get boring in a sense of you're not using your body at all you're literally just looking around a room and people are taking pictures of your face really close up yeah um so it's all like the environment is always going to be fun generally because i like to work with good people Mm. um because i like the environment to be fun on shoots or whatever but uh yeah it's just basically I like to challenge myself when shooting. Mm. That's why I like working with Steve Richard a lot. Steve Richard is an incredible photographer, uh, incredible local photographer. I've been in a book of his, and I've been in quite a few different projects he's done. And we had to do one where we were underwater. So that was super challenging and, like, super fun. Uh, What was challenging about I mean, other than being underwater, but... Uh, so the thing that was challenging about it is basically like your body wants to float. Like there's very few people. There's a few models who somehow could sink. Like it's not really something that anyone knows. Like I don't, (laughs) I never like researched it or anything, but it was very much a thing where like some models could sink, but some couldn't. I couldn't sink. So therefore like when I'm trying to like stay underwater, my body would keep floating up. So you'd have to um like use different weights like anchor points that were in the bottom of the pool and like hook parts of your body onto them but make it look like you're not hooked on (laughs) 
like hook like a toe, but like not. <laughs> so that was challenging. And then yeah. also just holding your breath for X amount of seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a heavy smoker <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so that was very hard. Um, yeah, you basically like had to wear a nose plug and you had to just be as still as possible because um, you didn't want any like ripples in the water. Uh, he has a whole bunch of behind the scenes actually of all of making this book. It was it got turned into a book called Obscuro. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's fantastic. It, um, yeah, and there's a bunch of behind the scenes uh, footage somewhere that I can probably find you. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see you that. If you want to take a look. Yeah. I'd totally like to see that. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, so you do the makeup thing, you do the modeling thing. Has someone, a director you worked on, was like, oh, you know, you have a good look for somebody I wrote a part for. Do you want to check it out? Or have that's you done any uh, acting? That's how I got into Actra. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? was literally just... Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm an apprentice member in Actra right now, but um, yeah, it was basically just I did background when I was like 18, just like to try it out on Mr. D. I think it was like season one or season two, mm. and uh, so I did that, and that was my first experience ever being on a film set, like ever was at that time and it was Wait, like as an actor or makeup or just in just general? in general oh, i had wow. never experienced like the film world and then one day i just decided to sign up with a uh, hennessy casting mm. and did background on mr d i was 18 i looked like a kid they needed students so i did it made some extra money uh that was super cool but then flash forward i start modeling and i go to makeup school and start being around set more and then I'm just kind of getting thrown into the background sometimes because <laughs> people like they need a background person or whatever. And mm. then one day um, I was working on this web series um, and I was background on it. I had what been web doing series? Uh, Everyone's Famous. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. say it was that one. I've not seen it, but it was an episode I saw with. I think it was Corey Bowles. And yeah, probably. He, yeah. Like, it was a weird, weird episode. It's a, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird web series. It's very weird. Um, but it was fun to work on. Yeah. So Lindsay Thorne, who I mentioned before, yeah, yeah. she was the key makeup on it. But there were some days she couldn't work. So I would do makeup on it. But then some days they needed background. So I would come do background and like hang out with my friends. It was fun. Just like a fun little day and make some extra money. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting in the background for a funeral scene at a church <laughs> and a woman came up to me who was directing the episode and it was Sheila Lane oh. from Filmworks and yeah. she gave me her card and she's like, I want you to audition for me for Mr. D. So it kind of like was funny how it came around full circle where that was my first experience ever on set. And then I was just on set doing background one day, many years in the future and I ended up uh, auditioning for Mr. D. I got the part. Uh, it was just like a day player. My character name was Attractive Woman. <laughs> um, so, you know, the real big times. Um, but forever immortalized as Attractive Woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I did that. And then just do random things here or there. I uh, have done a lot of like uh, photo double stuff just kind of 
because I've been around and happen to be the same size as an mm, actor, mm. so they like throw a wig on me and yeah. <laughs> do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's handy being an actra and also working on set because sometimes you get to double dip. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's acting something you'd ever take serious, like actually be the number one under. No, no, no? I don't think so. No, I. Uh, I love makeup. Like I love, <laughs> I love doing makeup, and I love doing prosthetics. And I, I am starting to get. I finally have my makeup studio and my house set up, and I'm going to start like doing more prosthetic work and stuff. And it's just that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, acting isn't specifically something that I, I really ever want to train for. Or... So I mean, if someone just said, "Oh man, this part is for you and stuff," so stuff. Uh, and your number one on the call sheet, you would say no? Oh, I'm not saying I'd say no, but it's not like I'm not going to go to, like, to theater training. Got, got it, got it, got it. Like, got it. but, like, I, I had an audition the other day because I, I got a message that was like, hey, your name came up in this meeting. Would you like to audition for it? And I was like, why not? But, like, mm. I hate auditions. They're Why? so terrifying. Uh, yeah. They're like, like, because, like, a model call is fine because you don't have to open your mouth. Like, uh, you okay. don't have to do anything. You literally just walk in a line in a bikini. So I guess that's, <laughs> that's hard for some people. But for me, that's easy. Yeah. It's as soon as I have to open my mouth. Like this, even this right now is, like, very hard for me because uh, I'm not, like, a big talker. I hate my voice. Yeah. I think I sound like a nerd. No, it's just no. super funny. Um, so yeah, that's something, but it's something that I want to work on. That's mm. why I do something like this. That's why I will go to the audition because like, why not? Yeah, why not? You know right? what I mean? I'm not going to miss out on a cool opportunity to do something just because my anxiety is in the way, uh, <laughs> which I let get in the way sometimes. sometimes. But for things like this, I try and fight through it. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you know, so, and then on on your social media, especially on your Instagram, you're super about feminism and mm -hmm. about <clears throat> support for sex work. What does that mean? Why are you so passionate about that? Um, I'm passionate about it because I, I just think that it's important. Um, I, it's not even just, like, feminist. I totally identify as a social justice warrior. Like, I, when people use that, like, negatively against people, I think that's fucking stupid. Because, <laughs> like, oh, no, I care about, like, humans. I care about, like, everyone's rights and want everyone to be treated fairly, no matter what their sex is, their gender, uh, their sexuality, their age, like, any of it. Like, I just want people to be fair treated fairly and it's mm. just uh so feminist issues are huge and it's the same with sex workers like there's this huge stigma and it's still like a major problem mm. against prostitutes um who are they're sex workers like prostitutes isn't like really a word being used anymore because there's such a negative connotation to it like people really think that people who do sex work are less than others mm. because they sell their bodies. Mm. But it's like I said before, a model sells her body, an actor sells her body, a laborer sells her body. So many people are selling their bodies. Mm. Uh, why is because it's sexual. Why does that make someone less than 
any of those other people. Mm. So that's just always been a huge passion of mine. Uh, also, based on my modeling, I identify as a sex worker 100%. I uh, have my own little website that I run. I upload photos to it. It would be similar to Suicide Girls. There's totally nude content on there. There's totally sexual content on there. And I like... Uh, it's only very recently that I've really become super open about it because I'm like so tired of the stigma. And it's just like, if I lose a job mm. because, <clears throat> because I'm a sex worker then I probably don't want to work for those people anyway. Mm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm able to, yeah, yeah. and like I'm able to separate like that part of my life from like my professional life. Like it's just, that's a creative outlet that I have. Uh, it's a way I make money <laughs> um, and I make good money doing it. Yeah. So why would I stop if I enjoy it? Um, and yeah, it's just a service like anything else. Now I personally don't, uh, I personally don't like do house calls or anything solely. What I do is photo based, but that's just my comfort level. I have friends who totally are professional dominatrixes who do all different kinds of sex work. And like, I don't think of them as any less than me mm. because they choose to do that. Like I'm going to treat them the same as I treat anyone else. Mm -hmm. So, and I just think it's really fucking stupid that people will just think less of people because they are in tune with their sexuality and know how to take advantage of it. <laughs> like, I know. you know what I mean? And, like, and the way you, I, I think the thing that stands out for me, especially on Instagram, is the way you use your stories isn't, you're not kind of bashing people on the head with it. You're just saying, this is it and that's it. That's, like, something that's very new. And a, a friend of mine kind of did an Instagram story uh, that really, like, spoke to me. And it was just, like, I'm... Uh, this is where I'm at now with, like, all of this social justice warrior stuff is that, like, we're at the point now with, mm. like, the Me Too movement, with all these things coming out. People are getting very overwhelmed, but it's, like, the, the information's out there now. Like, if you're going to hate on a trans person, I don't have time for you. Like, I don't have time for racist homophobes. I don't have time for any of that shit anymore. Like, I'm not going to baby you and try and explain shit to you if you can't get the, like, m memo at this point mm. that you shouldn't be a fucking piece of shit. Mm. Then, like, like, if you're going to treat anyone, like, less than a human being because mm. of anything aside from, like... I don't know, maybe being, like, a sexual predator. Like, obviously, those people are horrible. Yeah. But generally, like, even then, I'm still probably not going to, like, do something really awful to that person because I'm, like, empathetic and, like, I cannot like what they did, but I'm not going to, like, spit in their face as much as I would want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's just all those issues are, just, like, so important to me. Yeah. But... At the same time, like the the information's out there. We have the internet. If you can't understand <laughs> that, like humans deserve to be treated like humans, mm. then like I have no time for you at all. <laughs> like wow. it's just, 
I'm I over like it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I like it. I'm always looking forward to the next one. So yeah. that's my thing. I'm like, I'll what is that next thing? Yeah. <laughs> and and the and the little sticker people that you put it. Like, um, my gifts. <laughs> yeah, the gifts. Yeah, the yeah, gifts. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's one with this gifts. old lady. There was one. Oh, the old the mansplained lady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. been zero days since yeah. I've been mansplained, <laughs> yeah. and she just goes. <laughs> and looks yeah yeah and yeah. like her look is just so good yeah yeah, yeah I like that's that one, one of my favorite ones um okay i'm gonna end it with this though mm-hmm. mm. so what advice you would have for someone say she's or he they whoever this person is is watching this and thinking or they've been thinking about doing sex work or modeling or whatever it is you mm-hmm. do what advice would you give to the person uh do research don't trust anyone (laughs) um like uh like at first glance or whatever like really do your research ask around uh if it has to do with modeling you really want to like pay pay pro photographers to get your portfolio off the ground uh working with a pro photographer and spending that money is a huge investment they will coach you they will teach you so much in just like two hours of shooting it it really really helps um when it comes to sex work that's like be safe (laughs) um once again like try and find a community like try and find people that you know are involved in it and the people that you trust already that are involved and kind of get your foot in the door that way um and like same with film work too like all of it is basically just like networking putting in the work Mm because it's all a lot of work Mm -hmm. and uh really just um making sure that you're being as safe as possible with both the modeling and the sex work because modeling can be very dangerous too because a lot of people will like to take advantage so uh that's like on the serious note Mm -hmm. advice on the fun side is just have fun with it uh if you're not confident yet you will be and it's a lot of fun (laughs) so um what uh actually you know i've been talking about your instagram all fucking day Mm -hmm. and i didn't even i follow your instagram but you know for the people watching what what are your handles uh, my handle is uh, at Kyla underscore says meow, all one word. Kyla is K-Y-L-A. It's not Kayla. It is Kyla. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, that's like basically it. I don't really use much else. I only really use Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah, that's basically it. You can find links to any of my other stuff generally right on my Instagram okay. too. So I kind of just post there mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep my Facebook very private, so don't send me a friend request because <laughs> I will not accept it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today. No I know you actually came in now. You actually have to leave for a thing. You're always busy, man. I that's am. actually good though because you're doing what you love, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that I can keep busy. Uh, sometimes it's a little too busy. Sometimes I uh, can get a little burnt. But I've had a good break. Like I, I just finished a feature, had a bit of stuff on the go just here or there, and now I'm on to my next uh, web series. So sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kyla. Yeah. No problem. <laughs>
This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.